This is Brunch with the Hollowells. Here's a quote from Sean. Forces of forest, grass and field, give us a bright and shiny shield. Oh dearie my, I can't see anything with this helmet on. Is the voice a clue? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. This is a cartoon from a childhood, Rob. Okay. And I only remembered it because randomly the He-Man got like announced on Netflix. Yes. This is Madame Raz. Okay, who's Madame Raz? I don't She's remember. She's on She-Ra, Princess of Power. I have no memories of She-Ra. I used to watch She-Ra so much. Nice. So do you remember what this witch can do? What's her thing? Why'd you pick her? Um, Because He-Man got announced and it made me think of her. That was it? Oh, okay. No, no she's a cool witch. She's, she helps She-Ra. She like, can transfigure things, but she's also kind of like spastic, so she does a lot of stuff on accident, and they have to... She's like Sabrina, but old. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I did hint a little comedy in your quote, too, so is she usually like comic relief as well? Yeah, she's the comic relief. Oh, nice. And okay. she has a talking broom. Oh, <laughs> how sassy is that? The broom set. He's like the gay best friend broom. Very nice. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, I don't watch She-Ra on Netflix either. I don't even know if I'll ever get to it. I've had a lot of trouble trying to watch animated stuff on Netflix. For oh. some reason, they don't grab me. But Transformers is coming, <laughs> and they're designed the old school way. I can't wait. I started watching She-Ra on Netflix, and I thought I was going to hate it because I loved the original so much, but I actually kind of liked it. I just hate her little shorts they put her in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. All right, well, welcome everyone to Brunch with the Hollowells. That was a Sean, uh, quote from Sean. I'm Rob, the Charm Fanatic. And I'm Sean. I'm watching it for the very first time. And we are doing, uh, what is episode is this? Six. Six. We are doing episode six of season four. But first, witchy news. Before we do that, how was brunch last week? Why we got to do that first? Why can we do witchy news first, then talk about brunch? Why okay, you gotta? Fine. No, I'm playing. No, um. <laughs> so yeah, we went to brunch. We showed you the before picture on Instagram. Yeah, it was a mess afterwards. No, I actually didn't get as messy as I claimed that I would be. But I drank a lot more than I did ever. Not ever, but ever at that event. See, I was behaving because I knew I had to drive afterwards. But that was a lot of fun. That and Evanescence played. Yes, you never hear a drag queen sing Evanescence. I wish I could give the drag queen a shout out. I don't remember her name, but somebody chose to sing Evanescence at a drag show. That is amazing. I only heard it one other time, and if I'm not mistaken, it probably was the same one, just at a different location. But I couldn't believe how many people were praising it. I couldn't believe how much black skin was praising it. There was so many black people yelling the lyrics so loud. I was like, I'm not the only one. I'm not alone. Can you believe some asshole in the crowd questioned that I even like Evanescence? Okay, first of all, I asked you if you wanted to go to a concert. <laughs> oh, it was you. Yeah, and you were like, ooh, no, that costs too much. I didn't say, ooh, no, I said I don't have the money. Yeah, but you have the money to be going to all these other places. At that time, I didn't have the money. It was well, like $100 a ticket. It was I not. I would not have paid that much it for was a, a ticket. Lot, and I didn't have the money then. I really wanted to. I've never seen them live before, and I wanted to go. They'll never come here oh, again. that's funny. I've seen them live. Yeah. So, yes, I had a right to question it because you didn't go with me. I wanted to go. Oh, I'll never see them. But anyways, yes. 
Drag brunch was fun. I had my uh, breakfast burrito. It was so good and drank lots of alcohol and I was passed out by seven. Dang, girl. I know. We went to see um, Harley Quinn after and I passed out for a chunk. It's called Birds of Prey. No, it's called Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. I am not one of them. No, I saw it when the movie was cool and had the original title. You know, they're acting like it didn't make its money. It made $73 million over its money. It made a lot of money, but it didn't make enough money for a DC money. Gotcha. Didn't make DC money, but whatever. It's stupid. We are off topic. <laughs> But this Sorry. is but this is brunch with the Hollowells, so we had to talk about brunch, and I'm sure we'll definitely do that again very soon. Can I do witchy news now? Wait. Yeah. Okay. So nothing new to report as far as like movie or TV. However, I wanted to update everyone that I finally started Sabrina Part Three. Praise the Maker. Which technically is season two, part one. What? Yeah, if you go in uh, Netflix, it's listed under season two. That's weird. Yeah. So, finally started Sabrina. The first day, it was three episodes. Then the second day, it was four. No. Three. Another three. How many is there? There's only eight episodes. There's only eight. So, yeah, I did another three, almost four. So, I'm going to finish the season, or this part, right after we record and um i love it nick is naked the whole time yeah the whole time <laughs> the and whole time <laughs> i know i'm i just i couldn't believe how much they had him undressed in this season it's insane i love caliban but i don't uh, i'm not gonna say anything for you know spoiler reasons i won't spoil it for you but there is something that I don't really appreciate as far as the storytelling, the way that he's kind of coming in and stuff. But I do love the character. And uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think this is the best season, but it is a thrilling one. Uh, I don't like how Lucifer took a step back in this, mm. especially the actor that's luke cook i would have loved to have seen him more so to have him just kind of like pop in and out this is definitely lilith's season this is her season the fact that she's playing dual people throughout the whole thing is giving me so much life i love those two characters so much and uh yeah i i i really enjoy kind of where the story's going Hilda, Jesus, Lord, God bless her. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm pissed. I'm super pissed. What happened? I'm I'm just pissed. I didn't I forgot to mention this last time, but wait till you get to the last episode. Okay. Zelda has a fucking moment. Give the woman what an Emmy, Oscar, whatever okay. you get for a TV show. All right. Give it to her. Hands down. Make the bitch win. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I'm going to finish the season and then uh, maybe we'll record something to talk about the whole part three or something. I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out. But yes, finally decided to watch it. And yeah, so that's my witchy news. And you said you liked this. Is this the favorite, your favorite one? Uh, it's not my favorite season, but it's really good season altogether. Yeah. It's strong, like the way that they told the story. I love everything with Cal, and I'm just saying that just to piss you off because you said you didn't like something. <laughs> but yeah, it was thrilling. Okay, well, I mean, I have two more episodes left. I guess I should see where they, you know, stop it and see if I like his sort of entry into this after all. But 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's get to our episode. So we are doing season four, episode six, A Night, K-I-K-N-I-G-H-T, to remember. Oh, I get it. Whatever. <laughs> Original air date was November 1st, 2001. Written by Allison Scapeker, or Shapeker, and Monica Breen. Directed by David Stratton. Guest stars include Charlie Weber as The Prince, uh, Joey Lenz as Lady Julia, Jesse Woodrow as Glenn Belland. This episode scored 4.7 million viewers. Hmm, not that good. That's actually kind of bad compared to the rest. Uh-oh. They're usually average at like five point something. Mm. Mm, that sucks. Oh, well. Okay. Paige is with Glenn at her apartment telling a fairy tale with a dark twist. The evil enchantress gets the prince but killed him and took over his kingdom after delivering his son. She has forgotten the ending of the spell. Damn. I can never remember that line. <laughs> they just had to. I knew you'd catch that, though. I know. We both just looked at each other. I know. <laughs> uh, ending of the spell that the Enchantress had used to summon the prince. In the past, an Enchantress summons Lady Julia, the prince's fiance, to her castle and tells her that she intends to marry the prince, since the stars have aligned in her favor. Lady Julia objects, but the Enchantress sends her flying into a wall with a powerful gust of wind and imprisons her in a cell. You! There! Right? (laughs) The Enchantress bears a striking resemblance to Paige. Okay, so just a quick sort of entry with the Enchantress. Let me just kind of say what it says about her. So she is a witch who came to the craft late, but learned to use it very quickly. She was gifted with the power to conjure the elements and was also skilled at creating potent potions to achieve her goals. She's defiant, clever, and independent. She was by far the most powerful witch of the 12th century. So this is the entry in the Book of Shadows on what it says about her. Hmm, so Paige has a lot of latent power we're going to see her grow into? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I love how this scene starts. We get Paige, who is fornicating with someone that she knows very well. Someone from her past. This isn't like some random hookup. They, I guess you could say, are friends. They just don't live in the same city. So he's visiting for a weekend and off to see the rest of the world just like that. And I guess it's just kind of common for him to come to San Francisco or wherever she's at and visit and then be like, whatever. I thought it was funny. And I know why they had to do it because it's a TV show. But she was so like needing to cover up. She gets up. She wraps the blanket tightly. She goes in the other room and puts her clothes on. Like if I'm with someone I'm not familiar with, I've probably already like sucked their dick and licked their ass. Like they've seen me naked. I'm not worried. It's a thing that they aren't able to do realistically because, yes, most people do not wrap themselves up as if like there's a clean slate. Let's reset. I don't want you looking at me naked or maybe just when you're not horny anymore. Like it's just (laughs) like, nope, you can't see these. You only got it when you're in the zone. Now you're not. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was funny because I was like, they are lucky, or Paige is lucky they weren't at Glenn's place. Because had me had sex with somebody and then starts telling me fairy tales, I'd be like, yeah, Kay thanks, bye. I got an early morning tomorrow. (laughs) I'm trying to cuddle, go to sleep. I'm not trying to hear no fairy tales. (laughs) 
I just thought it was funny, but he's over at her place, so you gotta listen to it all. Is that why you always leave when I start talking about Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye (laughs) So at the manor, Piper is still haunted by memories of Prue. Uh, She visits Prue's bedroom, which is essentially as Prue left it when Shex killed her. Piper moles that uh, Paige could come to live in the manor too, as to help out with the fighting um, and fighting demons. Particularly, a shocker demon is stalking the manor, forcing Phoebe and Piper to avoid using electrical devices. However, they need the power of three to vanquish it. So Phoebe picks up a cordless phone to call Paige, releasing the shocker demon. Not the cordless! (laughs) He blasts Piper and Phoebe, but Piper recovers and blasts him. The shocker demon retreats into the outlet. Piper suggests that Phoebe... To, to Phoebe that uh, they should let Paige move in. Not only will it make it easier to fend off demon attacks at the manor, but it won't force Leo to keep constant watch on her. So Phoebe isn't sure if they're ready as sisters to have Paige living with them, only because she didn't grow up with them. However, Piper thinks they have to try. So I do understand the responsibility of having her in the house, but she is still a stranger. She could be a very horrible roommate. <laughs> and, I mean, if anything's going to break up the power of three, it's bitches leaving dishes in the sink that shouldn't be clean or leaving that toilet seat down or up or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, yeah, it is something to think about. It's not so easy to just room with somebody just because you're related. I don't want to live with any of my family, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shocker Demon, is it too close to Spidey? It basically is Electro. Really? How so? Like, Electro can do that, too. He can turn himself into electricity and go into things. But so can the Gremlin and Gremlins, too. So... Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember the Shocker Gremlin. He was cool. I think it's just kind of, like, a basic enough, like, trope that's been used. Or not trope, but character mm-hmm. power mm-hmm. that's been used over and over. So I won't fault it. Okay. All right. Paige is running late as usual. Glenn suggests she come to Australia with him as he is leaving town tomorrow. Paige demurs, saying she has sensitivities that will likely keep her in the States. Piper and Phoebe then meet Leo outside Paige's apartment. Piper hasn't seen Leo in several days. They barge into Paige's apartment, much to Paige and Glenn's disgust. They tell her that they need her to vanquish the shocker demon, but Paige angrily shoes them out. In the past, the prince confronts the enchantress and draws his sword on her. She casts a spell. Go ahead. Bring together my prince and me. Let him fall on bended knee. I summon him to my side that he may take me to be his destined bride. (laughs) You're welcome. Making him love her instead of Lady Julia. I love this scene. It was so funny. First of all, let's just talk about Leo's, Brian Krause's comedic performance during this. His awkward gesturing on making sure they don't walk in. First of all, let's orb right when Phoebe knocks. So she's like knocking on him. And then he kisses Piper like, hi. Okay, goodbye. Like, you gotta go. (laughs) And then has to admit that he's been watching over her. This is why, like, believing in ghosts and higher power and all that stuff freaks me out a little bit. Because why? What if they're watching the whole time? 
And how is he peeking in? Like, can he physically be seen when he's choosing to peek? Like, when is this happening? And he saw a little bit of stuff. Gross. <laughs> I still remember when I was a teenager, I think, like, my great-grandfather had died. And, like, everybody says that the ghost of the dead, like, watch you. So every time I'd masturbate, I'd be like... Is he watching me? Yeah. This is weird. It is very weird, but I love how (laughs) Piper's like, are you watching her? Are you a peeping angel? I mean, first of all, she didn't care, but then was just like, Leo, like (laughs) gross. Like, do you really do this? Is that a thing? Do we have to go to counseling? (laughs) (laughs) She looked really concerned. I was like, clearly he wasn't like really trying to look at her, but I just thought that was funny. But, um, I can't believe they just walked in. Like, I know they have shit that they have to do, but Phoebe and her, I'm not seeing anything, because she did the same thing with Piper and Leo in the shower, and I was just like, no, you cannot just walk into somebody's place. However, was the door unlocked? It must have been, because they did just walk in. I'm big on the on doors being locked yeah. and shit. I, I don't remember them unlocking it. I don't think Leo did, so I just thought that was kind of funny. But, of course, we're meeting with a beautiful man, and how the charm ones, they have to respond with, whoa. And, of whoa. course, Phoebe did not disappoint. Nope. <laughs> I love that. So, do you have a guy that can always come back, just like Chucky? I always come back. Um, but do you have a guy, no matter what, can always just come back into your bed, no matter how long it's been, no matter what he's done? Is there a dude that will never lose his place? Not really. No? Mm-mm. I do have a couple of people. I know. I met one of them. Who? I who? I don't remember his name. It was in San Francisco. Oh, you probably did. Oh, you did. And you turned into such a giddy little schoolgirl. <laughs> oh, you did. That's right. I did forget about that. You did see him. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> I do have a couple people who, yeah, they don't have to do much. Like, they're always welcome. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm referring to the fact that Paige and Glenn have sort of this understanding that when he does come to visit, they kind of have their thing going. And whether it's been a while or, you know, their friendship is kind of non-existent, he still is welcome and they have that kind of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so the prince, did you happen to recognize Charlie Weber? No. You I don't? Haven't, I haven't watched that show. Okay. So if any of you know out there, he is the wonderful, voluptuous, yummy. Oh, my gosh. Sh- like scruffy buff man it's amazing so towel so he plays frank (laughs) on how to get away with murder Mm -hmm. now if you guys did not pick and put two and two together it's quite all right because this man literally went through puberty after this episode he looks so different look him up okay he looks so different i don't know about age wise how long ago this was but I can't believe that the prince, who we saw in Charm, turned into Frank. What's his first name? He looks like Chris Hemsworth in this picture. (laughs) He is so gorgeous. I mean, if you were to hear his voice, so that's the other thing. The voice goes down so many octaves. Like, I I couldn't believe this man we saw in here. But do you see how yummy he is? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. (laughs) 
Paige comes to the manor to consult the Book of Shadows. Piper suggests that she move in. However, Paige is irritated at the sisters coming to her apartment without knocking and thinks they'll make a habit of barging into her room if she moves in. She also wants a life outside of magic. She's looking for the spell from her fa- fairy tale and excitedly reads it when she finds it. <laughs> Dumbass. Right. She's- oh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to, you know, I want to stay away from magic. I don't want a life just on magic. And <laughs> let me just read spells when I find them. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. She's that character in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, God. I wanted to slap her in the face. <laughs> like, But this is what I also find funny, too, is that the sisters are, like, politely trying to shut her up. Like, they know what happens when you read shit out loud. I would have backslapped her right? with the ring side. Oh, shit. Right upside the head. Like, shut the fuck up. And then just, like, stopped her from reading it. Uh, there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to read something out loud now, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Bring together my prince and me, his kingdom now I wish to see, crossing history to his side. From myself, I will not hide. I can't believe she read that whole thing. She knows better. She knows better. Yeah. The prince is summoned into the present. The prince pursues Paige through the manor. Piper freezes the prince and Paige stalks out of the house. <laughs> they were really enjoying this, too. I mean, that's what she gets for reading the spell, but I, they just find it funny. Yes, we just brought somebody from the past um, into the future, and yeah, there you have it. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. But I mean, it was due time. You know, Paige has to go through the whole thing like they all did as well. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe she read that out loud. That was just insane. So Piper and Phoebe noticed the VCR and TV had turned themselves on. I used to preset my VCR to record stuff all the time. So did I. Oh, God. That That's was how a- I watched most of Buffy. When I learned how to do that, I, oh, my God, it made me the happiest person in the world. But, like, there'd be times where I would forget, and so I'd be on the phone with my dad trying to, con- you know, to coach him into how to do it you got to put this tape in and it has this name on it and you got to make sure to record i just tell him everything just set everything up and then all you have to do is just hit record you see what we had to do do you see what we had to do back in the day just to get entertainment Mm -hmm. and have a social life i would not leave if my dad couldn't figure that shit out i'd be like i'm not leaving and i used to sit and i found i knew other people who would do this i wasn't the only one I used to sit and record music videos on a tape. I did that. Yeah. I did that. There was one tape that had nothing but music videos mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Oh, too bad. They're all old. It's probably bad now. But yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> Suddenly, the tape ejects and the shocker demon blasts out. Piper tries to blast him, but instead blows up the TV. The shocker demon blasts Piper over the couch, and Phoebe levitates and kicks him instead. So, um... You can kick electricity. Is that is that what's happening, <laughs> That's college what she's girl? Doing. College girl, you, you you can kick electricity. It's not gonna shock you. <laughs> Jesus, look, I don't know what that was. I really don't know what that was. She really tried to kick him, mm-hmm. but I'm glad the show is still using her levitation power. But instead, the shocker demon grabs her leg and starts to electrocute her. Piper knocks the demon out of the way and then blasts it back into an outlet. Meanwhile. The prince has escaped and is again after Paige. He hijacks a garbage truck at Sword Point and demands to be taken to Giselle. Oh, I mean Paige. (laughs) Wow. 
<laughs> the Enchantress plans to go after the prince. Her spell has appropriated Lady uh, Julia's love for the prince, and she can't kill Lady Julia without breaking the spell. She takes a lock of Lady Julia's hair to make another potion. So you had a question about the Enchantress' voice. You thought it was somebody else's voice. Well, I figured out throughout the episode it is Rose, but she did a really good job of like affecting her voice. Yes, she did that on purpose to sound more sinister and evil and also just be a completely different person than Paige. But yes, that was her voice. Yeah, it was different enough to where I questioned it at mm-hmm. first. And then <laughs> as the episode went on, especially later, like you can hear the Rose in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how they're chasing Paige all over and they're like, the charm ones come first. (laughs) Well, it worked when Prue did it and it did. Mm -hmm. Anytime she said it, you just felt like so guilty. You have to put the charm ones first. But Piper's not there yet. She can't use that line. Nope. She's trying, though. She is trying. I love it. Leo again tries to convince Paige to move to the manor. She is frustrated with being a witch and thinks Piper and Phoebe are trying to make her live up to Prue's example. She's seriously thinking about moving to Australia with Glenn. Meanwhile, Piper is on the phone with Daryl, who is telling her of the truck hijacking. He wasn't in this episode at all. He was not. Neither was Cole. I'm upset by it. Not yeah. Cole. Just Daryl. No, Cole wasn't in this either. No, I know, but I'm not upset that he was. Shut <laughs> up. Anyways. <laughs> Phoebe is crying for the prince but can't find him. Leah returns without Paige and tells them that they would need a good sisterly argument to actually convince her to move in. Meanwhile, the prince tracks Paige to her workplace. The shocker demon. Whenever, whenever we say the shocker demon, I think of shocker. shocker. I know what you're talking about. It's like, Lord, yeah, yeah that okay. one. I don't even know how to do it. I know. The shocker demon attacks through the copier and the prince attacks it with his sword causing it to retreat so a sword can hit it but not a kick not human flesh is what i'm saying okay. as far as hey if you want to question that write to the screenwriters <laughs> i i don't know it's just just don't try and kick it you can't kick electricity <laughs> <laughs> mr cowan demands to know what's going on but Paige passes the prince off as a performer in the renaissance fair the two hustle out. Out of fighter ass on the spot. Like, you didn't have enough. This is episode six. I'm so sick of you bringing this shit to my workplace. I gotta come in here and save you and beat down the door. This is not a great work environment. You fired. So her <laughs> boss is Wade Wilson. He just breaks the fourth wall. and <laughs> I'm just, I just, I would just would have had it with her. I'm so sick of her. <laughs> Renaissance fair. Why are you bringing this shit to work? Yeah, that would be bad. You got to go. You can't just bring people into a workplace. What do you think of this um, outfit of hers that she had on? This hot ass sweater on this bright and sunny day. Oh, yeah. This different color pink red with these boots that seemed nylon, but then... I don't know. It was weird. It was all over the place. It was kind of over the place. I don't know if there was a Valentine's vibe going on. It was, yeah, it was just a little different. At least we know Fashion Sense runs in the family. (laughs) (laughs) Phoebe reads the Book of Shadows entry on the Enchantress and is stunned by how similar her personality is to Paige's personality. She convinces, she's convinced that the Enchantress was Paige's past life. And Paige's fairy tale is really just a memory. Piper is skeptical, but 
Phoebe thinks it's similar to how her past life came back to haunt her. Piper is still unconvinced since the Enchantress has the power to conjure all the elements, and Paige doesn't have that power. So then a portal opens in the attic, and the Enchantress steps through and blows Piper and Phoebe off their feet. Piper is stunned by how much the Enchantress looks like Paige, and Piper calls her Paige. I don't know why that happened, but... The Enchantress demands to know where the prince is. When Piper and Phoebe don't talk, the Enchantress shoots lightning at them, and she chases Piper and Phoebe through the house before escaping. Burning everything inside. There was a lot of fire in there. I'm surprised the building didn't go down. Yeah. While Piper and Phoebe are cleaning up the mess, Leah orbs in and tells them that they can't let the Enchantress find the prince. If they have a child, dark magic will rule his kingdom forever, and the present could be altered as well. Phoebe fears they might not be able to vanquish the Enchantress without harming Paige, so they decide to bind the Enchantress's power instead. The Enchantress follows the prince to Paige's office. Cowan sees her and thinks Paige is in the Renaissance Fair as well. The Enchantress picks up a picture of Paige and a co-worker and realizes Paige is her present incarnation. The prince begs Paige to come with him, but Paige isn't willing. She knows it's just the spell talking. Just as he's about to kiss her, Leo orbs in with Piper and Phoebe and they explain what they've discovered. Paige is horrified. She fears that she might really be evil. However, Phoebe assures Paige that she's grown. Paige insists on going after the Enchantress herself since she put them in danger. Phoebe doesn't want her going alone, but Piper agrees to let her go. Yep, I would have done the same. Like, you you can't just control this woman. Just, just let her be. Just let her be. She can die. It's all good. She'll know better next time. <laughs> so, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, so we the stakes have been raised at this point. Not only is this fun, you know, like synopsis come out. Oh, no, there's a prince in, you know, present time. Yada, yada. Let's have him run around. But now if the Enchantress does complete what she's trying to do, then, yes, it changes all of magic. So what do you think about sort of just the plot in itself? Like, you got half of it right, for sure. Yeah, you did. Um, but, I mean, what do you think of sort of like the subject matter of this week? Um, I think it's fun. And I think on a, on a surface level, I like that we're getting this very like fantasy-driven thing where I can see definite like callbacks to Labyrinth like we talked about with the line in the beginning. Definitely saw Princess Bride theme when they were laying in bed and she was telling the story. So I really like that aspect of it. But on a deeper level, I think it calls into question, like um, like we said, Paige, if her passing incarnation was so powerful, does that mean that she's also powerful? I'm also wondering, like, is she predestined to be evil? So are we going to see kind of a thing like with Phoebe where she's struggling with the dark side of magic? So it brings up a lot of interesting questions for me, even though it's a light episode. Yeah. No, those are great things to think about. Do they bring them up later? We'll find out. (laughs) Well, also, it seems to be an overall theme in this episode, too, about responsibilities. You know, she's being tempted to leave all of what she's doing. Her job, being a witch, just her day-to-day life to just go out and enjoy life and see the world... And she, again, just being tempted throughout. Is that something you think that you would want 
or I mean, or is that a universal thing? Do we all just want to like never work again and just enjoy life and have no responsibilities? Um, I struggle with that because like I think we do need a purpose. So if I didn't have a job, I'd have to find what that purpose is. Because I remember I was unemployed for like four months one time. And at first, like the first month was awesome. And then after that, I just got kind of like bored and kind of depressed because I didn't have a purpose. I wasn't making money. I wasn't doing anything. Which I also find funny. It's like, I don't know how Jesse's making his dough, but he's like, yeah, quit your job. Come to Australia. Who the hell has that kind of money right? to do all that? And so how do you enjoy life with no responsibility? You have to eat. Yeah. You have to make some kind of living in order to sustain not having a job. So I never really understood that whole concept unless they were doing a career that they enjoyed. I don't know. Yeah, and it was funny. You made me think of this. My friend's dad, I told him, I, he asked me how's unemployment, and I told him it's getting kind of boring. He's like, well, I'm retired, and I don't work any day, and I'm not bored. I'm like, Rich, you're a millionaire. <laughs> you have all the money in the world. I love the fact that the millionaire part came at the end. That was brilliant storytelling. Well, of course you're not of bored. <laughs> he's going to bars all the time. He's picking up women. Of course he's not bored. See, that's fucking privilege right there. He doesn't even, oh, he's not aware. <laughs> Apparently, you and him are the exact same. It's like, man, you're going to have to look at things a little differently, Sean, okay? <laughs> Enjoy life a little bit more. If you're like me, going to bars all the time with right? limitless amount of money, you wouldn't be so down. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, oh, that makes sense. Fuck <laughs> <Like>, you. <laughs> Fuck you, indeed. And his name's Rich. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what does he do? Do you remember? Um, yeah, um, when we were in high school, actually, that's when he made his big break. Um, he worked for a plastic company, so, like, plastic and shoes, plastic and book covers, like, all these things you wouldn't think of. And part of the reason why he made such a big break is this startup book came to him and said we'd like to use your plastics in our books so he's like sure what's it called oh harry potter and the philosopher's stone fuck him so his company did all the plastics for all the harry potter oh books. my god <laughs> anyways Paige spots the enchantress in the parking lot she didn't even make it to the parking lot on her own like you finally got a chance to do your own thing she didn't even make it out of the parking lot before fucking everything up i'm all grown up see never mind <laughs> i mean granted she didn't know exactly the extent of the enchantress powers but like she throws a potion from like a gazillion miles away like even if she couldn't shoot it with her lightning she clearly could have just moved out the way mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm just like Move, bitch why get out the way i was like Paige, what are you doing oh i gotta handle this i shouldn't have got you all into this mess i can do it on my own <laughs> she fucks up her car. She can't even hit her with her car. You had a machine ready to drive into her, and you couldn't even do that. Nope. <sighs> Fucking bugs. What are they going to do on the road? You need a faster and heavier car. I just I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Paige, I love you. <laughs> uh, before Paige can run her over, the Enchantress blows the car back, popping one of Paige's tires in the process. The Enchantress isn't pleased to discover that Paige is a good witch. Paige throws the potion, but the Enchantress disintegrates it with lightning and blows Paige into her windshield. While Leo heals Paige, 
The Enchantress barges into Paige's apartment, opening a portal and beckons the prince to come with her. Piper and Phoebe dive through the portal before it closes, but Leo and Paige are too late. So when Leo heals Paige, I don't know the extent of Leo's healing powers, but if he closes up wounds or takes away pain or I I don't know, maybe it's only physical pain. Paige sort of comes to with like a headache and still a little bit of soreness. So it's like, Leo, what exactly are you healing? Was she almost dying? And that's just something that I notice when he heals throughout the show. Like they still can kind of get a little bit of the aftermath. Mm, I guess that can make sense. Yeah. Their body just went through something traumatic. So okay. maybe that's just a side effect of his magic. Could be, could be. So Paige is distraught and she realizes she should have let Piper and Phoebe help her after all. Leo tells her that she's still a powerful witch in her own right and suggests that she tap into that power. Paige alters the prince summoning spell to bring her and Leo to him. A portal opens and they go through it. First of all, Leo did not want to go through that portal. He was like, ah, you can make portals now. He was super skeptical before she completed the spell and then he stops and she's like i'm not doing this without you he didn't want to go he was scared okay i don't blame him though because i've given this a lot of thought rob portals scare me okay so this thing opens up in the air what if you don't walk through it right what if like your foot's hanging out your foot just gets chopped off because you didn't walk through the portal right a hand, a finger. Nobody thinks about that. They just dive through it. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, um, Dorian Gray's paintings? Do you trust those? Or is it the same deal? Oh, from Sabrina? Mm-hmm. That was really cool, by the way. I like that of idea. Of course, yeah. Um, I wouldn't like it, but yeah, I guess. It's probably the same deal, though. They're portals, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> they are kind of scary. It is something to think about. I mean, playing the game Portal... That creeps me out, too. I got Portal 2, and I still haven't played it. It's horrible. But that's just me. I suck at it, and that's why I think it's horrible, because it's so difficult. It's so hard. Especially this co-op shit where you have to work with someone. Ew. No, that's the worst. Ew. It makes the game even worser. Ew. Yeah. It's a Sean word. <laughs> In the past, Piper and Phoebe are chained to a wall. Lady Julia wonders who they are, and Piper tells them that they're witches. Paige and Leo arrive just as the Enchantress is about to get in bed with the prince. The little tramp. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who said that? That was Winnie. Oh, I thought that was Winnie for a second. She said Trollop. Oh, yeah, Trollop. She was like, damn, she called her a straight-up whore for being able to Why are we on this? Go ahead, I'm sorry. You're welcome. I love getting you on topic. Leo doesn't think Paige can hold the Enchantress off, but Paige thinks that she may be able to channel the Enchantress's powers. Leo rushes into the dungeon, but as he's trying to free Piper and Phoebe, a guard attacks him from behind. Paige confronts the Enchantress, who tries to blast her with lightning. Paige replies with lightning of her own. Leo grabs a sword and manages to best the guard. He frees Piper, Phoebe, and Lady Julia, and they all go after the Enchantress. Leo. Leo. I gotta say, I find this side of you very sexy. (laughs) He was like, really? (laughs) He's so happy. (laughs) The prince begs the Enchantress to spare Paige, but she contemplates 
Oh, here we go. Four syllables. Okay, give me a second. Contempt. Contemptuously. Contemptuously. What the fuck is that? Like, Who needed that word to be invented? Right? Contemptuously? Contemptuously. Contemptuously. So like with contempt. It's just a long way of saying with contempt. Fuck this shit. Okay. But uh, yeah, so she she contempts and blows him up. <laughs> well, it doesn't blow him up, but she blows him away. See, I'm all caught off guard now. I can't even read. Okay. Piper and Phoebe and Leo rush in and Paige blows the Enchantress into the wall. Uh, before the Enchantress can recover, Piper and Phoebe throw the, their potions and bind her powers. I bind you, Enchantress. Bind you <laughs> from doing harm to oh, others. you can do the craft, but and I doing can't harm to do yourself. Mermaid. <laughs> I bind you. <laughs> uh, Lady Julia runs in and was like, move, bitch. I'm trying to get to my man. She just runs in. Not a thank you. Not a, you know, oh, my God, you saved me. It was, nope, let me just get back to my man. And kisses the prince, breaking the spell, and they live happily ever after. Or do they? I'm thinking this is into the woods. Mm. Yeah, mm. he couldn't. He he only has eyes for Phoebe and our page. Yeah, doesn't work anymore. Everybody knows you stop watching Into the Woods after the first act. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew that it was gonna turn weird, but I didn't think it was gonna go that weird. <laughs> like they all got fucked up. Right. Oh, such a weird movie. Uh, with her apartment seriously damaged, apparently more than being a dump, as Piper called it, uh, Paige at last agrees to move to the manor, hoping that she doesn't live in the basement. <laughs> no, they actually decide to give her Prue's old room, who used to be a which used to be a shrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not long after redecor redecorating her new room. Paige flips a light switch, and the shocker demon comes out. They say a spell. Vanquish, Vanquish we, we three, three witches, witches cry. cry. Our One final shock, shock and, and then, then you, you die. die. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they vanquish the shocker demon, and then Paige then heads out to spend more time with Glenn before he heads to Australia. She's going to get down under. Right. <laughs> so that is our episode of A Night to Remember. What did you think of today's episode? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah, it was fun. It was worth the wait. Yeah, I liked it for all the reasons you already asked me about. Very fairy tale, which I'm a fan of. Mm -hmm. And I liked the the little hints at what may be to come. Yeah, uh, this was very Enchanted. Even though Enchanted came later, it was a great reminder of that. And yeah, it, it was a fun episode. And I do like the fact that... Page, because this is something that I don't even remember thinking about back in the day, is that Paige actually half didn't mind wanting to move in with the sisters. It's just that you're asking me to do it to do a job. It's not because you want to be around me or you think it would be healthy for our relationship. No, it's to fight demons. And I probably would refuse to move in on those um, pretense anyway. I just think that's messed up. I would probably move in eventually too, just contemptuously. <laughs> but I hope not sporadically. <laughs> I hope not sporadically. <laughs> I, I beat you. To, I do have to say, like, season four seems like it started off pretty strong. 
Yeah. Like, I yeah. really like the episodes that I've seen so far. It's been nice watching it with you, Sean, because when I'm by myself, again, I get into this bitter mode of like, oh, they treat Paige like shit. They don't really take her seriously, yada, yada. But they they are doing a really good job with developing her in the beginning. And she's not just some novice witch. She is a very independent and quick on her feet woman. And I like that. And even though she is the youngest, that still doesn't mean she's naive or anything like that. And so she can only go up from here. And I can't wait for you to see who the type of witch Paige turns into. It's insanely good. It's insanely good. Mm. Which I, I just wish they had done that right in the beginning, but I totally get it. Is she going to be all like Nightcrawler and like orb wherever she wants and like do karate kicks and be we'll, awesome we will have to see we will have to see i had to bring up x-men somehow that was the best i had. i know i know i know <laughs> <laughs> okay so just a little bit of trivia that i came across during this episode so the picture of the enchantress is looking down at south bay social services um, is a behind-the-scenes picture of rose mcgowan and the show's costume designer alish Oh, um, Eilish. Yeah. So you remember the picture she grabbed off the bulletin board and to recognize who that that was the costume designer and her. It was oh. just a behind the scene photo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the original idea for this episode was to get Jesse Woodrow, who is Glenn, to portray the prince who would have been um, also Glenn's past life. Uh, however, Jesse the actor stated that he only wanted to play just the Glenn part. Would you have preferred him to also have that same kind of connection to her? That did cross my mind that like he wasn't playing both. I mean, they did do Dan that way too. So, mm -hmm. um, but I think, I guess if he was just more destined to be with her, it would be a little bit different, but, um, cause I mean, technically the Prince wasn't, didn't get with her in the end. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. But I've always been attracted to this idea that, like, our past lives are what kind of forms who we bond with in this life. So it would have been interesting to see, like, the reason why he keeps coming around and she's always okay with him is because she's met him before. It's very Hancock of you. You're welcome. Yeah. There are, there have been other movies that do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so this episode is also an, ex um, an excellent example of the Charm One's high resistance. So as Piper and Phoebe survived with no visible damage with the Shocker Demon repeatedly hitting them with powerful electric shocks. So you know how Buffy has that somewhat, you know, more strength than other Slayers and also can take a beating a little bit. This is sort of the charm one sort of example of that because they get blasted with energy balls all the time yeah. and none of them gets holes in their stomachs or nothing. So it's, you know, it just makes sense that because they're witches that they get to have that. Mm -hmm. uh, the title is likely a reference to the song A Night to Remember by Sidney Lauper or Shalimar. Um, it's also the name of a book movie about the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly in honor of 9-11, uh, a close-up of Piper's coffee mug shows the phrase, God bless America. And you notice Phoebe, who wore a very patriotic outfit at the end of the episode. Hmm. Her top was sort of the American flag colors. I did notice the mug, and there's a weird close-up of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this shortly happened after the 9-11, yeah, the so... All right, so that was our um, episode. 
now it's time for a different project. All right, so <laughs> we came across something on Instagram that we are going to kind of do on the show, but we will also post this on Instagram. So if you have not followed us yet, we are at Brunch with the Hollowells, all one word, on Instagram. So we came across the uh, uh, the randomizer for, uh, for uh, Charmed. And basically, this will tell us which sister we are. <laughs> All right, so Sean, do you want to go first? Or do you I'll want me go to go first? first? Okay. Okay, it's randomizing. Here we go. <laughs> Rob, guess who I got? Well, I'm sure you wanted Phoebe, but who'd you get? I got Piper. Oh, really? That's funny. Okay, now it's my turn, and I'm doing this with headphones, so hopefully it doesn't like <laughs> alter the... The decision. Okay, which charmed one are you? Well, I hope to get Piper, of course. <laughs> I got Phoebe. Ah! Uh, yeah. It's confused. I know. It just switched us up. I wanted Phoebe or Paige. Yeah. But it, though, this is really cool. So, yeah. Keep a lookout for that on Instagram. I'll be posting that uh, very soon. Now, it is time for Hot Man Meter. All right, we have two beautiful, beautiful contestants for this week's Hot Man Meter. First, let's do The Prince, played by Charlie Weber. Sean, does Charlie Weber, The Prince, make your top ten? All right, Charlie Weber. He goes all the way up to number three on my Tepid Man Meter. <laughs> Uh, you didn't find him to be attractive at all? He's okay looking. I I don't like the hair. But you like him now. Yes, I like him now. Yes. the Yes, what he looks like now is gorgeous. All right, so Charlie uh, Weber didn't make your list. He is making my list, damn it. Fucker's fine as hell. But he is going uh, just over Inspector Cortez. Now we have Glenn Bellin, played by Jesse Woodrow. Does Glenn make your top ten? Glenn does make my list. He's going to go right under Mason Catlin. Oh, okay. So that makes Glenn your number four. Yep. Okay. So remember in the beginning of the season, I told you... And I told Charmies, I was like, there's a dude who comes in and he is, I think he is the hottest guy in season four. And if I remember correctly, I think it's going to be him. And until I'm proven differently, Glenn is my number one. Wow. He knocks out Shane after a six episode run. Sorry, Shane. Glenn is fucking beautiful. I love that man. His lips are are to die for. He's also super tall. I love his voice. He is super cute. I like how he peeks around Paige when Phoebe was like, whoa. Like, that was a really nice shot of him. But I just think I just think he's hot. Yeah. So, he is my new number one. And it looks like um, Finn is my number nine. Do I have nine people already? Yes, I do. 
and Cole Turner is your number nine. <laughs> which Shane's still sure at number one. Away. <laughs> All right. Well, did any of those two men make your hot man meter this week? Make sure to update your list. Anyone who is joining us for the first time, what we're doing is having every all listeners uh, make their own top 10 list and update it each week as we introduce a new guy to the show. At the end of the season, I will be collecting them and uh, tallying up all of your choices to make one charming hot man meter list of season four. All right, Sean, who is going to be MVP this week? Oh, my glob for her acting her of two different characters and making me question if it was even her voice. It goes to Rosie. Rosie. Okay. Very good. Uh, she did do a great job playing the Enchantress, I thought. However, I'm not going to give MVP to her this week. Mm. I'm giving it to Leo. <laughs> okay. I thought Leo was great in this episode. He was super funny. He was involved. He had a lot of good points. And also his sword fighting, and I, I just think he's he was hilarious. He just stood out to me in this one. So, uh, yeah, goes to Leo for me. All right, Sean, so next week is an all-new episode. Episode 7 is Brain Drain. This is me being wishful because one of my favorite Buffy episodes is Tabula Rasa. Oh, thank God. Yep. I'm already going to tell you, you got it. Yay. Yep. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm remembering correctly, this came before Oh, Tabula Rasa. Wait, what's it called? Tabula Rasa. Yeah. It came before this. So a lot of people will think that Buffy came up with it first. Nope. Charm did. So, uh, yes, that's exactly what it is. What made you think of that? Uh, the fact that it's called Brain Drain, I just imagine that um, something is going to make them forget who they are. Okay. All right. Well, yes, you are exactly right. And so this is also a very fun episode as well. And we have a lot of people who were missing coming in. So, uh, yeah, we got a, I think we got a full roster next week as well. And yes. Oh, yes, yes. You're going to. Oh, yes. I remember now. Okay. Yeah, so that is going to be Brain Drain. Join us next week for an all-new episode. Charmies, we appreciate you listening each week. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at BWTH Podcast. And also, if you feel up to it, leave us a rate and review. You can rate us on iTunes, but any podcast platform will do just fine let everyone know how much you enjoy the show with word of mouth comes more exposure and more popularity and then hopefully we'll get invited to a convention <laughs> i want to go and meet holly marie combs <laughs> one day one day all right say goodbye to the charmies sean goodbye to the charmies sean <laughs>